and welcome to the Glacially Musical Podcast. It is beer, metal, and swearing. I, of course, am Nick Cameron of Glacially Musical, the transmogrified blog that is now this. I am joined by the man who always makes me say, whoa, Keanu Chakas. How are we doing today, buddy? Whoa. 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 He is the greatest dude ever, though. Like, honestly, wouldn't you kidding me? Uh, have, like, go have dinner with him or something? He'd be amazing. No. You're amazing. Uh, thank you very much. How are you? You that's good? What, I'm beer checking. That's what Keanu would say. You're amazing. All right, I'm going to pop it. I know I drink this particular beer frequently on the podcast, but it is my favorite beer. And this <laughs> week, this beer is a gift. This was a Father's Day gift. Hmm. They got me way too much, and I had a long Father's Day and a hard morning, but I thank them for that. A hard Monday morning? Actually, it was a Sunday morning because we celebrated Father's Day on Saturday gotcha. because uh, my present was an outdoor uh, an outdoor projection screen television. Whoa. I didn't realize you had a backyard and you knew a boat. Yes. I, it's, it's a St. Louis City backyard, so it's about the size of my ass. Which is the right size. Let's come on, let's finger fudge this. What's your beer check? <laughs> Ass, finger fudge, beer check. Uh, I think I have not had this beer before. This is Mosaic Weekend Vibes IPA. Oh, I like the sound of that. Coronado Brewing Company with a little weird mermaid and mermaid colors. Genesee uh, Brewing had in one of their variety packs a Mosaic Hopped America Pale Ale, which is like it's an IPA, but they don't call it it. So, cool. but it was a it was a delicious, delicious beer. Here comes the pop. Nope, that's not it. Not oh, clap for my man! Since bringing out the glasses a month ago, I went back and traced this. All the pours have been caca. So let's see if I do any better today. They just all been bad. This doesn't look much better. Okay, once you get it up, we're going to compare the pours. Yours is better. Okay, so normally as... Okay, before we get to that, this is the Metallica normally bonus, uh, semi-bonus episode of the subscription Vinyl Club. If this is your first time with the Glacially Musical Podcast, thank you. You have made a wonderful choice. Hopefully you will agree with me for the next hour or so. This is an episode where we do a beer check. Normally, there's no vinyl check, but my pile is growing, and I got to start checking this shit. Or, you're, or we're going to have an episode that is a vinyl check. I mean, that's totally we've done that, so it can happen again. Yeah, but I don't want to have that many anyway. Not the point, because then I can't file them. So uh, it's a beer check, vinyl check. Talk quickly about the news, then we get into the meat of the topic. If you don't want to hear chitter chatter, jibber jabber, skip ahead today about 15, 20 minutes. However, before we hit record, before I got in front of this microphone, before I started staring down this goddamn camera, the evil eyes that steal my soul, I watched episode six of the Obi-Wan series. I will say nothing other than my vinyl check this week is related. Uh, Here we have a repressing, a 1978 <clears throat> repressing of the Star Wars A New Hope soundtrack. Amazing. I was very excited until I discovered it does not have the Imperial March. The Imperial March is officially on Empire Strikes Back. 
and the Empire Strikes Back is a lot more expensive. Dune duly noted. How much I wonder if it's because it has the greatest song in Star Wars. I mean, it has the greatest song in Star Wars. It's arguably the greatest movie in Star Wars. It's far and away my favorite anything Star Wars. Um, I will not spoil anything about Obi-Wan except to say series season finale, series finale. I cried a little. Cried. I will say this, and I will say only this about <clears throat> Obi-Wan. It's leaving me wanting more. I think so. There's a lot of backlash. People did not like the show, and I don't understand. What yeah, they, nobody what they, hates Star Wars like Star Wars fans. Nobody, yes, absolutely. It's like, I don't understand what show they thought they were getting, but they were mistaken. I they, don't. I got think, the show I wanted all my life. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the statement that most Star Wars fans don't love Star Wars. However, I'm one of the few Star Wars fans that love Star Wars. Maybe so. We'll do I also a whole have episode about how Star Wars has ruined Star Wars for Star Wars people. We've seen that before. Lovely, lovely. No, is that, that is no. This is the story of Star Wars. Oh, which is the uh, as when we did the Monty Python series. Remember, we were talking about what things were back in the day. Mm. And back in the day, you didn't have. VHS. You didn't have home movies. You didn't have streaming, of course. So what they did was they released audio books on vinyl. Yeah, that's brilliant, actually. So kind of still wish we had. I have a few of them. We've got a couple of Disney ones as well that we found. These my wife found on Facebook Marketplace. She asked me if I wanted them, and I'm like, no. They were forty dollars. We're trying to save some money, and then she texts me the next day. They're thirty dollars. I'm buying them. I married a good one. You might have one of the good ones, my friend. So that is my vinyl check for this week. And the the cop, I've only listened to the soundtrack so far. And holy fuck. This is a PG-13 podcast. We're on YouTube now. So that's I mean, my swearing only one. is in our name, which we didn't say. It's Beer Metal. I, did, I said it. Did you? I don't think so. This week I said it. Last week I didn't. Uh, but this week I did. Uh, yeah, so and it's it's a truly, truly amazing pressing on vinyl. And now that I have a copy, everybody go out and buy one. If I didn't have one, I would say don't because you'd drive up the prices. I got these both. I got them for 15 bucks each, basically. That's pretty cool. Facebook Marketplace just seems like a less sketchy Facebook uh, Craigslist, but I just uh, you, I guess you can get some gems there. But the good news is you get to see someone's face before you buy it. Oh, that's fair. So, you got a vinyl check or are you going to pass this I'm going to pass on the vinyl check because this is a vinyl episode where we're going to actually strictly talk about a vinyl. So, All righty. You want to you you get this rig rolling or you want me to handle it this week? I'm going to let you handle it because this is not my jam, admittedly. I, I was fair disappointed enough. The minute I opened the box, I was like, mm. Oh, you've already opened the box? I had to open the box for the sanctity <sighs> of time. Okay, I'll fair. Explain, I have not opened the box. Normally, the way this works is we open it together. So I know I had to just. To, hey, hey, it's it's fine. We also were not supposed to check to see what it was, but I accidentally did that. Well, I so this week, I will go ahead and just do the unboxing. Boom! Out the box. Here we have Metallica Saint Anger Rare and Live. Now let's see. Oh, good. Let me just. Oh, my number is. Oh, yeah. 6414, what you got? I have 3,105. So I think we're inverted from where we were on the first one where I had No, the first one, number. you were lower than me at that time as well. Well, this is low. This is not, this is. No, higher. you're, you're is lower. lower. <clears throat> no, I'm 6414. Oh, oh, okay. Well, maybe it's alphabetical. I don't know. No, I mean, Shaq is after Cameron. I don't know. 
Yeah, none of it makes sense. So pop it open. Yeah. We have a nice oh. poster. I, l- I do like the cover. I'm not going to lie. Now, uh, I the, I will admit, messages. I'll admit wholeheartedly, I'm the one dude in the world that's like, don't send a goddamn poster because I'm not going to do anything with it. Yeah, I mean, you could give them away. Maybe we could do a contest and give them away. No, I'm not. I'm not getting rid of it. Uh, now we've got the liner notes. We have the an Andy Warhol style version of the. Kind of, that is dope. Totally I do, badass. I, I didn't hate the like. I don't love this album, but I do I like the artwork, and I didn't I hate, hate the. They already it. changed the logo several times, so I didn't even hate this new version of the logo. For this album, this is very pretty. It's very well, you know, beautifully printed. Mm-hmm. It's almost got almost like a relief on it. And actually, I really like this back sleeve. I don't know if people will appreciate this. Uh, obviously, not on the podcast. Um, it's very, very cool. Hey, we always tell people like, subscribe, watch on YouTube. Yeah, that's also good. It came in a mylar. Normalize the mylar. Hang on, hang on. I haven't even gotten there yet. Oh, all right then. I pulled out the the inner sleeve, which has yeah. no record in it. So we got some uh, liner notes from Master Ulrich. I'm going to call him Master Ulrich because he's still only about 5'3". He still looks looks like he's 12. Uh, You debated with me whether he was 5'8 or not last time. So, like, again, I met his sons at Bottle Rock, and they're enormously tall. He's not. Go ahead. So, St. Anger. That's right, people. Wanna? Yes, I know you wanna. I don't know whom you're speaking to. He's talking to himself because he's still convinced this is a great album. Coming out of the most uncertain time in the band's history, true, we all felt rejuvenated, lies, reinvigorated, total lies. That's Sith Sith level lies right there. Uh, After the turmoil we had gone through the previous coupla, coupla years, in the wake of that vibe was an extra insular attitude, a few more notches on the throw it all to the wind belt, another level of fuck you attitude, which obviously resulted in the most unique and polarizing collection of songs we have ever shared with you all unique all right polarizing uh, definitely and i'm gonna say hold not really i don't think so there's I, a lot of people who hate this album and a lot yeah of i know who, who likes it though a lot of people i don't think that's true I, I, anywho next year we'll know it's the uh, next year is the next year's the what now they're going to eat it up. Next year's... The, I'm sorry. I, I, I Okay. Uh, but like anything we seem to have done over the years, through our believers, which definitely included ourselves, we kept playing the songs. No, you did not. D- digging deeper and sharing them to the best of our ability in a live sitting setting. Excuse me. Over the subsequent year and a half, here are a few of those deeper cuts. Strap in. Turn it up. Turn on the snare. And enjoy. Wanna? Fuck yeah, you do, Lars. I'm gonna give him some credit for taking a shot at himself by saying "turn on the snare" because I'll give you that. I'll give you that. The biggest criticism of the album is the drum sound is abysmal, and and the second is the songwriting, and the third is the no no guitar solos. But the fact that he dissed himself, so like this whole first that little unintelligible blah 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 that he just you just recited, which I appreciate. Is super like tons of braggadocio, and you know, uh, and then he, a, and, and then he punches himself. And in he the punches gym. himself in the Jimmy. There's but there's an ancient word called megalophagia, like where you believe in your greatness unequivocally, which is Lars to the bone. And then he's oh, like, yeah. turned on the snare and enjoy. <laughs> it's like I give it. I give him some respect for that, man. I really will. 
gonna I'm gonna point out as Keithy dropped the ball early or threw the pass early. Uh, it does come in a mylar. It comes with a mylar sleeve, which is anti-static, and it does come with an inner sleeve, which is what I was just reading from. So normalize sending your records in mylar sleeves. Metallica has been really, really good about properly. That is everything apart from my download code, which I'm not going to share for some reason. I don't see it. Hold on. I want to make sure. I Mine was it. on the back of the mylar. Oh, son of a bitch. That doesn't sound good to me at all. I don't think I have one. That's going to make me mad. <sighs> Hold on. Oh, I got it. Found it. Fell out. Fell out. It was in, this, it was in the actual sleeve. Gotcha. So last... Last track, last time we got a uh, a felt turntable slip cover, which I have been using as a mouse pad. Mine's right here. Like I too, I'm using mine as a mouse pad. Because you you should never use a felt slip cover. It's just that's just the reality of the situation. I learned this that. time we have gotten a, and in the I want to say in the blackened, the it was a paper sleeve with a mylar with mylar innards. So Metallica is definitely kicking ass on the packaging here. They are not just doing fancy pants packaging like, oh my god, it looks so good. But did we load? Did we open this all the way? I did pop it up. Pretty cool. I'm not, I didn't get a good look at it. I'm not it a huge shiny. fan. It's it's a very nice packaging. We are getting our money's worth for what we paid. I yeah, this was uh, twenty five dollars. It's basically twenty five dollars each quarter is what we're paying. And it's it's a bit pricey, although the reason why I jumped in 2022 when I did not jump in 2021, even though the pricing is the same or really close to, in 2022, they went to 12-inch releases rather than 7-inch releases. So that way they could put as much as 45 minutes on a record, which they're not going to do. But my hope was that we would get longer tunes on each side rather than, say, both versions of I Disappear or, you know, two rando short tunes live, which I was looking back at the uh, last year's collection. And there was a there were two songs off of uh, the load tour that they put It's like, you know, two four minute, five minute tunes, nothing. Nothing spectacular, nothing terrible, but neither track was off of load. And it was like hell of a load or something. And I'm like, you could have done, you know what would have been great is if you would put two by four there. That's your jam. It um, is my jam, and it's I, not been played that many times. I, I have a gut feeling the next one is going to be load and reload. Or thinking about the things that have never been on vinyl beyond magnetic, which is the no, leftovers. No, no, That's on vinyl. Is it now? Yes, it's $150 if you want to buy it on silver vinyl. Mm. Uh, I have not purchased it. No, I'm going to let, let's talk about our predictions at the end. Okay. I also want to say, by the way, for those that don't know, I don't, again, we've spent a considerable amount of time talking about the original series. Metallica just put out their Walmart collab version two mm -hmm. with all the later era, era albums. Some errors. Some errors. Some eras. On colored exclusive limited edition vinyl at Walmart. I don't have a Walmart near me. The only one I really buy would be Garage Inc. You um, know, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I am considering just buying that some bitch, and then selling off my old, my black one, which is valuable. 
that's a smart move and then you can buy more vinyl that's what we do yeah too much of it that's besides the point so let us talk about l track listing so if there's anything off saint anger you would want live what would it be well i got it i heard dirty window which is on here um <sighs> not a great song but i heard it at the 40th anniversary shows that was their pick off of saint mm -hmm. anger was dirty wind dirty window and frantic uh, and I don't, I don't hate it. I don't love this album. I don't really. I don't I, love I, this album no either. No connection. Of the least connection to this record of any Metallica record. You know, my favorite it. part about this this release is when I wing it out the window. No. I know. Now I don't have to buy Saint Anger. I don't have to. I yeah, literally. It doesn't have my two favorite tracks off Saint Anger, which are Saint Anger and Frantic. Saint Anger hey. is just not a good song. I okay, whatever. Frantic is a great song. Frantic it's, is would be a great song if it was produced better and when they play it live. It's the song is great. The recording and production is it, 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 oh. basically cutting off your own dick. That's yeah, what these, these So these are all live and that's cool. Mm -hmm. And it uh, looks like Texas, Japan, Australia, Chicago. So like a little bit of around the world for them, which they love doing. Let's uh, let's real quick. The first track is Saint. Or I'm sorry, Sweet Amber, which, wow! If there was ever a song off Saint Anger, I wanted to get a live version of. This is not it. Yeah, James is particularly fond of this one. About his yeah, they only him. played it one time. But he likes this song apparently. It's yeah. Uh... This is the only time they ever played it live. One time. Excuse me. <clears throat> then the next track, The Unnamed Feeling. All right, they played this one 17 times. How do you have these numbers? Well, because I cheated this time. While I was waiting for the meeting to show up, maybe I went to setlist.fm. A, tr a trick I taught you? No, no, this is a different trick. Okay. I knew setlist. I just didn't know how to work it. a song it and it says number of times in the, in, it's been played live, which isn't a completely accurate number. It should be close to accurate, but yeah. Yeah. Now we flip it for side two, which is Dirty Window. It's okay. It's not a Do me a favor. Sing a, sing a bar of Dirty Window. I can't. I can't sing it. I don't know it. Other than Frantic and, and Some Kind of Monster and St. Anger, I know none of these, and I only know those... Because they were like on radio, and I would tune out mentally as soon as they came on. But yeah, I, I if you had told me yesterday that Metallica had a song called "Dirty Window," I would say, "No, they don't." No, I know because I did not. So then we finish the sucker up with some kind of monster. Can can you can you say it or sing it in the inflection of James, just for effect? Which one? Some, Some kind of monster. That like that. Monster. All right. Monster. monster. Now monster. here's what's interesting. They played this track three times. This time they played it at the Allstate Arena, home of the Chicago Wolves, who are presently, as we record this, playing against the Springfield Thunderbirds, the St. Louis Blues farm team. What the ass? Are you talking about soccer um, in no. my presence? What are no, the, I have never heard of these teams. The Chicago Wolves are the American Hockey League team. Oh. They're a former IHL team. 
They were also the Blues uh, affiliate for three years. Fine. They are presently playing the Blues affiliate for the American Hockey League Championship. Okay, good for them. Hockey okay. over for me. Before that, they played it in Fort Wayne, Indiana, home of the Fort Wayne Comets, one of the oldest continuous running, never changing their names hockey teams, went to one game there. And before that, they played the only other time they played this track at the Carver Arena in Peoria, Illinois. The Glacier Musical Podcast, as we say weekly, does not, does not play in Peoria. But, but Metallica. But Metallica does. And they play some kind of monster when they do. And when I saw this, I thought, oh my God, if they if this is the recording from Peoria, <laughs> that is the greatest thing. It's the greatest thing ever. The greatest tie-in unintentionally right. of all time. But it's not. Is it mean of me to say that I'm a little sad that Bob Rock has a writing credit on all four of these and he's going to get like shekels for this release? Like, it's not going to get played anywhere on radio or anything, but, like, he's gotten paid for... Again, he gets paid for this record for his co-writing credits, which is just embarrassing <clears throat> to me. And, we'll, and we're going to talk about Bob Rock again, because uh, next week we're starting the Molly Crew series. Yes, we are. But no, I mean, uh, We're really going to talk about Bob Rock at the end of that, but yeah. Yeah, but, you know, Bob Rock is was an amazing producer and an amazing collaborator for Metallica until this album. Mm. And if for any questions about that, please see the depressing ass documentary, Some Kind of Monster. I have never been able to, I cannot, I've never listened to this entire, I've never listened to St. Anger more than one time all the way through. I have never watched all of Some Kind of Monster. I end up turning it off. I know that Dave Mustaine breaks down and cries. I don't want to watch it. He does. I don't want to see it. I don't. I don't. I like the audition part. I've watched that many times. Amazing! And there's an extended version of it in the deleted scenes. Oh, that I'd kind of like to see, but I don't want to see the DVD to see it. Um, no, no, totally YouTube. don't. No, it's uh, it's not. Uh, there are a couple of guys that uh, also tried out for Metallica that was interesting. Chris Wise, uh, formerly of The Cult and Ace Fraley Band, and his along band, with his band uh, Owl. Which is quite good. Uh, not familiar. Along Why with Twiggy Alan? Ramirez, which I actually really liked his audition. Good, good, good player, bad guy. Um, Pepper I don't know anything about that guy. I know, I know other guys that know that guy. Pepper but. Keenan, who who probably should have been the pick, but Lars didn't vetoed him out. Lars and James each had the right to refuse the other's selections. <laughs> Scott Reader of Caius. And uh, Queens of the Stone Age and Fireball Ministry also hmm. auditioned, and they did not pick him. He was quite good. Uh, I love Robert, and I think Robert's great, and I was a fan of Robert's before Metallica, but, you know, there are, there are definitely people I know who don't like him in Metallica. I, I wish we could have gotten more of the, <clears throat> say, Infectious Grooves Robert. Well, that style doesn't work with their with their writing. That's the problem. Like, Lars is not a good enough drummer to play, uh, hold down a groove like Lars that. is not a drummer. Lars is a rhythm rhythm guitar player. What he does is he plays along to James. Those two are a musical dyad. So you can insult Lars for not being the best drummer. He is not Neil Peart, Pert, Part, Pert, whatever. A eh? He he is not John Bonham. He doesn't have power. He is not Eric Carr. He doesn't have shortness and giant hair. 
and too many drums. He does have too many drums. What Lars's talent is, he plays to James. And James is, it's like being able to play to John Lee Hooker, man. If you can play to that dude, it's going to be great. And that's what Lars does. Now, I before we get into uh, taking our break, which no one will notice, while we listen to this collection, mm. let us briefly discuss the first time we heard Saint Anger at all. What is the what is your first memory of this record? I think it was frantic, and I think it was on immediately. I noticed something was wrong. I like the key change. I like that they were playing in a lower key because I love the key of D and lower. Um, were you tired of E? I think James was tired of E. You can't sing in it. So, like, why keep butchering yourself and bothering yourself when you clearly, you know, Sad But True is always the highlight of every Metallica show it's played in, uh, almost. And, like, you know, it's better for him. He's better He's better off. He almost should be doing C-sharp now. Like, he should go a step lower. He should go to Sepultura tuning now. Um... I appreciate well, I mean, it's only one. It's only one half step down from where you're at, anyway. I appreciate that Metallica heard Slipknot, and Metallica heard System of a Down, Toxicity, and Metallica heard, you know, Machine Head, uh, <clears throat> and and you know, Metallica tried to take influences from other successful big bands, um, and they didn't do it right. Um, again, it's jarring. The songs are haphazardly pasted together because they were just like, again, to me, St. Anger doesn't sound like a good, a well-written song. It sounds like two things that don't belong smushed together because they needed to make it a song. And I see, I like it because strategy. of that. But that's I hate it me. because of that. The right, the songwriter in me, and I hate to be pompous, but it hates, it hate it. I hate it. Um, generally speaking... Don't be pompous. Generally, Pinky's out. Generally speaking... It's not totally without merit. Some of the songs are good. I'll at least admit that some of the songs are good. James's lyrics continue to get better on that album. Um, See, I think bit... Frantic is probably lyrically my favorite Metallica song. Yeah. Lyrically. <clears throat> Fair enough. Uh, I think he did that lyric better the next album, but that's me. Um, yeah, the entire next album was rewriting Frantic ten times. Well, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, and doing it better each time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, and then, um, you know, there's not much bass on that album because of Bob. Bob is just keeping it plain and vanilla. Oh, Bob is awful at bass. He's not a good bassist. You might as well no. have James do it. And uh, sure. Well, if if James had more than two hours a day, probably would have. Right. I think it's four, but you're not wrong. He definitely was constricted by time. So considering all these factors, considering they almost broke up, considering they lost Jason, considering Bob Rock, all the pluses that he brought to the band on We're gone. Black Album and Load and Reload are far gone here. And Phil Toll and all these terrible things, the film crew swirling and all these things swirling around them and James breaking down. and Oh, yeah relapsing and all these things. It's, a, it's, it's amazing a it's as good as it is. Up. It's amazing it's not worse. I think it's yeah. a better way to t- say it. As True. Good, as good as it is, I don't even want to say it's as good as it is. It's, as bad, it's good it's not worse. It's gr- grateful it's not worse. But I think like... It's bad. I, I mean, appreciate it, it is Lars a bad is still, record. Like, one of these days, everyone's going to see. No, no we're not. Gonna see. No, no, we're no, not. no one thinks this is their best record or in their top five records. No, no one. one thinks that. 
Nope. Nobody thinks it's in their top 10. Matt Harvey of Exhumed. Do they even have 10? Yeah, of course. Matt Harvey of Exhumed thinks that Load and Reload are in the top five Metallica records ever. And that's Matt Harvey, who's a world-class guitarist and songwriter. Look, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I said this during the Metallica series. When we did Load and Reload, the Road road and Lee Road. Yeah, I'm going with that. Road and Lee Road How episode. How many beers did you have? Just that's one. number three. All right. Don't, don't judge me. Right. I had a hard You day. had to wait for me, so. Anyway, so when I did the load, when we did the load and reload episode, load and reload, if you take them, edit them, wiggity, wiggity, whack it, you have the greatest 60 minute Metallica record ever. 16? 60. No. Oh, re- load oh, and reload. Yeah, yeah. 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 Probably. If you take those two, you, look, you, I, I'm going to go over it real quick. You definitely you take uh, two by four because you have we, we, to. We did this on a whole podcast. Let's All right, okay, I'll stop it. Anyway, the four the four long ones go there. That then you you only need like three more. So my first uh, in my first dealings with with this record were not this record. It was when they did when they were at the VH1 Icons Awards, and that was. Now, keeping in mind, it's hard to explain anybody listening to a podcast who's younger than 35 what the world was like in 2002. I remember seeing on the internet, on hardradio.com, the oldest heavy metal internet radio station. I don't know if internet radio is still a thing anybody cares about, but it existed then. And I used to read hardradio.com when they updated their hard news on Tuesdays and Fridays. And every week, weekly, check it out. And it's still there. It's mostly YouTube videos now. But, and I remember saying that who James or Jason Newstead quit Metallica in these random, you know, obvious press release quotes. And then for two years, we didn't know what was happening. Then all of a sudden, all news stopped. And it wasn't like James is in rehab. It was... We'll update you when it's time to update you. And there was nothing. It was radio silence. You know, you didn't even used to get tour updates back in the day. And so there was basically a four-year period where it was going, what is going on in Metallica? Because they had unusual because they were the masters of spin and self-promotion for the long Right. At this point in time, the longest they had gone between releases was two years. Yeah, I don't want to insult, um, well, not counting the Black Album and Load, because they toured, you know, three of those, three, four, three and a half years, and then made an album for a year. But I would say, like, one thing that Metallica lost, and I have to double-check the, the year it closed, my favorite rock and metal magazine growing up was Rip. Mm-hmm. I love Metal Maniacs, I love Decibel, I love, you know, I love it was, it was Circus for me, but... Circus is great, Cream, I remember from being a little kid, my brother had Cream and Kiss on the cover, but mm-hmm. Rip is the magazine I bought every, all, every month and read in the pre-internet days, and Rip basically was a de facto PR arm for Metallica and G&R and bands like that, the biggest bands, because they love the editor-in-chief, Lon Friend. Mm-hmm. Still out there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Still out there. Lon Friend, also all over a year and a half in Life of Metallica. All over it. Um, and With he, porn. Yes. And he, um, you know, he was huge in helping them become huge. Him and mm-hmm. Rolling oh, yeah. Stone and, you know, David Frick and people like that. And um, legitimizing 
thrash metal, if you will. You can argue about that. But, um, you know, Rip went out of business, and Metallica didn't have Rip anymore, just tooting their horn. Now, they didn't need it anymore because, you know, 10 years after the Black Album, still a huge deal. I don't even think they celebrated the 10 years after the Black Album because they were on, like, you know, tour and on a break. Or no, they were on break. James was in rehab then. Okay. So, you know, a lot of problems. Lots and, of problems. Um, it as to be expected. Yeah, it's 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 a wonder they got this record. So, like on one hand, I do not enjoy it. I will not make a I won't apologize for it. Oh, look at this uh, cool image on the download card front. The front, not don't show the back, but the front. It's pretty neat. Uh, just like the front cover. So and plus very did, cool. Plus did the art, which I do. I gotta say, I kind of like. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of like a little bit of two or three eras of Metallica with the fists, the skull, and the. The Shurikan over the globe. That's kind of fun. all the business. Fun. All the business. All the things. We don't know what we are. That's exactly what this record is. What are Correct. we? Correct. So, if you don't mind, I'm going to finish my story. Go ahead. Sorry. So, they play Frantic before this medley of Metallica tracks, right? And I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. This is the greatest Metallica song I've heard in forever. It was live. So then I heard then I was walking in Crestwood Mall, which was across the street from my apartment at the time. And oh, my God, Sam Goody broke street date. And there it was. And I took it and I went home and I put it in my Sony 400 disc changer and it played. 400. And holy shit, it was bad. It was awful. The way they record, I mean, there is nothing about this album except riffs and some good lyrics. Not always good riffs, not always good lyrics, because it was a double record as Metallica does now. And I would say vast majority of this was shit. So, but the live renditions, there was a, it came with a DVD of Robert Trujillo playing the entire album front to back with them. Like a playthrough video, which was rare correct. at the time. Which wasn't a thing at the time. And that sounded 20 times better. So I'm excited to listen to this. So if you're ready, I am ready to put this on the table, listen to this thing, talk about it, and finish this stuff up. You ready? I'm ready. And I'm going right. to finish eating my Greek wrap. While All we right. Do I will talk to you in 20 minutes. Hit pause. All right, then. Pause. When last you heard us, we had never heard Metallica, St. Anger, Live Rarities. We have been reborn. In fact, we have heard these four tracks in... Okay. What do you think, buddy? Uh, one out of ten for the four tracks. Let's start there. Each one or all together? <laughs> all together. As, as a, as a four-track set. Live, it sounds better than the record. It does. Um, However, live James sounds terrible here. I don't know about terrible. I think I do. Track to track, he doesn't sound too great. Um, they played great. They sound very heavy. Sweet Amber has a great riff, as I said. Uh, Unmain feeling. Don't care for the song. Dirty window is like. A, eh. the, I like the track because it's like when old guys think they're playing punk rock. Mm. But that's what they think it is. And mm -hmm. they think they're being punk is to them. 
Uh, and I and again, some kind of monster. Even the crowd didn't <laughs> sing along. It, this song is better when everyone sings along with it. Not well. In fairness, it was probably a soundboard. Oh, it surely we, it's a soundboard recording. Yeah. So when when it's a soundboard recording, you can't hear the audience as well, right? Right. Because there's no audience recording. So, but it's they have really done cool. tons of albums where they. Yeah, it's it's really cool that we have Sweet Amber, the one time, the one recorded time for certain Metallica's ever played this tune. We have that song is not spectacular. It's it's also on the back nine of quality on Metallica's worst record. Well, uh, I would also say the same thing about Dirty Window. Okay, we're talking about back half of quality on Metallica's. Yeah. Worst record. Uh, I and think it's in the middle, but all right. You know what? You can, we can we can argue how far into the back nine, but right. I, you know, I don't really know the record good enough to qualify it against more than three other songs. So I, I did know all the lyrics that came through my headphones. I was rocking my 1975 uh, cans, so I wouldn't bother my family. Uh, I mean, it, for me, if I'm gonna go. One out of ten on this, of course. Ten being perfection, one being bullshit, five being mediocrity. Uh, I'd go six and a half, maybe I was, yeah, seven. I would say six, and I would say this: there's probably uh, again, there's an audience for everything. There's probably a Metallica fan that came of age at the time of, you know, look, there is that loves this and loves I disappear and loves. You know, doesn't care about the sound quality of this record or the next, and they love these records, and they will love this. I don't mind I, I, okay, it. I I'm like, going to say like... it one more time. On vinyl, Death Magnetic sounds 20 times better. I'll have to check that out. Um, maybe that's the Walmart one I'll have to buy and not go right. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, I don't, I don't, I'd say this. I enjoyed this. I did not enjoy it. There's, It was an unenjoyable, and I appreciate having kind of this cool, rare thing, and it was beautifully packaged. Mm-hmm. I would always prefer something else than this record, for sure, or mm-hmm. Lulu. No, thank you. Please take it back and don't give it back to me. And, um, you know, yeah, again, solid a six. We gave, I think, the last one I said an eight, and you were ready to give it a nine on that first one. Yeah, so. I, I was really happy with the, with the Blacken record yeah, because I thought the – they gave us the reimagining, which is really right. cool. Which I like. Then they I, I gave us the, the. I'm sorry. I didn't need two versions of that reimagining. Could have had another uh, track or something. Else. Agreed, but the wood, the version of wood they did was truly amazing, and that that was a great Metallica kind of moment because mm-hmm. we had Metallica covering Metallica, and then we had a, a truly amazing Metallica cover, which Metallica's covers are top notch some of the best ever uh again how how whiskey in the jar is better known now as a metallica song than than lizzie makes me sad but what do you want i can Um, tell you why it's metallica they play stadiums in the midwest yeah okay you Um, don't play stadiums in the midwest if you're no one yeah of course um so that being said this is pretty great uh not the not the music but like in general as part of the two of the four I don't. I like it. I don't love it. 
I certainly don't hate it. The packaging is like a seven or an eight, and the and the record uh, itself packaging is a, is a good nine. It's, okay. it's I gotta be honest, it's not. It has a sleeve and a and mylar a, and a poster, and you don't even and a poster. It's a very nice poster. I and a download. I, would, I don't know that I would put this. Po- well, I mean, I'm I'm gonna say this. I expect the download code now with every record. Well, um, at this point, if you don't, you give me should a download get code, one, but it's not as it's not as common as it should be. If you don't give me one, that's kind of like. That's the least you can do if I bought the record for thirty-five to fifty dollars. I agree. I agree. But however, is, yeah, a live natural sound, one of my favorite labels. Look at you, assholes. I said it. Ouch. I said it. So, what? What? I, I did Ouch. note it. one. It's nice to listen to these songs with Robert Trujillo playing bass. Yo, yeah, like the, the performances are not bad. Like uh, you said, James like having, was terrible, but I think musically it held up. Having a bass player there makes the bass oh, lines. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two, Lars has the snare drum on, as he pointed out. <laughs> it doesn't sound like somebody, you know, whacking their dick on a trash can. Right, turn that That's snare what, on. It's, it, the snare drum on St. Anger sounds like Lars has two giant porno dicks it's dumb. beating a trash can. I know why they did it. It was a dumb idea. Did not work for them. No, it didn't. It, um, it didn't work. And it, it, Metallica's never sounded contrived during all of, even in the Black Album, which I would call a sellout record. It didn't sound contrived. It sounded like they meant it when they when they went to that new metal snare. It didn't sound like they meant that. It. Was exactly it was the new metal and also the D beat, which wasn't a popular thing then, but it was an underground thing. So somebody got in their ear. And it wasn't Bob Rock, but somebody who had the attention of Lars or the attention of, you know, James said to them, like, yeah, there's this, like, movement of music coming out of Europe where it's super lo-fi and punk and, and raw, and you should check this. It's not black metal, but it's very raw, and you should check it out, Gordon Ramsay memes, before they were memes. And um, they yeah. listened, and they should not have, because it does not Correct. suit them musically to make this kind of music. That being said... These songs are much better live than my memory of the record, which again is faint because I have barely listened to Saint. Look, I protest. And like with Pink, disgust. Like with Pink Floyd, one of my favorite bands, possibly my favorite. I don't know. My favorite. I have everything they've ever released except for Endless River on vinyl. It's terrible. Should never put it out. Uh, Metallica. I have all of their records, several live albums, except Saint Anger. Except Saint Anger, and you know what I'm not going to buy. St. Anger. St. Anger. Even though it's got that cool Walmart color. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? They did a really cool. They did like the fist inspired color. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know what? There, that is a that is a quarter of an inch on the on the shelf that's better used anywhere anything else. else. Anything. Anywhere Lawrence else. Welk. Anything. I, I love Lawrence Welk. I know you do. That's horrible. Anyway, I'm also going to mention. It was a quarter. It was a quarter. This cut of the album, the vinyl cut. Mm-hmm. I feel is superior to the what I got on the first one. Didn't affect the sound at all, as you like to say. But personally, if they're pressing it themselves, and it's only one of however many thousands... I would assume ten. I want not a piece of shit cut. I Agreed. Want, I it's a cr- great I got a cut. very crummy cut the last time you did, and I did. Got a very bad one. This I, one looks really good. I have not cleaned it, because as you saw me open it, and I don't know that it requires a clean they they package it in the mylar sleeve so it does not come one of the things about cleaning a record a new record a brand new record 
is it gets rid of the static. And because it was in the Mylar, there's no, it's in an anti-static sleeve, so there's no static. It is perfectly clean. There is not a speck of dust on the bitch. I mean, I'm probably not going to clean it because I'm lazy now. And no, it, it's, it's a great cut. It's a great pressing. Perfectly flat. No bumps, no bruises, no warps. This is... If you're going to do a subscription club and charge me... Uh, $6 for the unnamed feeling, which they did, and 25 cents, this, this is the way to do it. And one of the things I love about Metallica is their refusal to admit something they did was poor. And St. Anger is poor. Everybody agrees, but Lars and James... I don't think I don't think James loves this record. They don't do it a lot, and he even makes fun about me. Makes fun of they did play a couple of these tracks on the current tour. They so they're they're bringing it back. Maybe they're trying to. I'm telling you, next year is the is the twenty, and they're going to do it. They're going to do a next year year of it. Whatever they do, they're going to do that and a new (sighs) record, obviously. So they're going to break it up. Next, look, if they're going to play Saint Anger next year, next year can eat my ass. Well, and they will will also have a new record. So like, and then eat its own butt. Well, they're going to goose you because they're going to be like, come out and see us play our brand new four or five songs that we're really excited about, and probably two of them will be great, and the rest will be meh. And then here's Saint, and then here's Saint Anger. Which again, if it was just those three or four, look, I'll still go. I mean, I'm going to go. But I also did notice on side two, Kirk had a solo. Did you notice? Um, sort of, yeah. No, he had a legit. There was a like that that chordy thing that everybody did in two thousand two, two thousand three. But he actually had a good solo afterwards. They let okay. him play one. So seem low in the I mean, then because I didn't. It didn't stand out to me. And it stood out to me, but you know, I also had cans on, so you know, I if, if I'm. St. Anger literally is my least favorite record. I mean, it's not even close. And I mean, I bought the Black Album. I said I never would. It was 20 bucks. I don't think I would drop 20 bucks on St. Anger. It's got to be like in the five-ish range. I don't even want it as a present. Uh, Same. Totally same. Uh, No one send it to me. Seriously. My mother used to say, my mother was a notorious gift critic. And if she got a gift that she thought was poor, not about the money spent or whatever, but the mm-hmm. thought the thought that went into the gift. If it's the thought that counts, why weren't you thinking? Touche. He repeatedly so, said this to people. It's the same thing. Please don't give me this. I'm going to say, love the artwork. Love the packaging. Love that it came out of Mylar's sleeve. Love that you're trying still 20 years later to jam St. Anger down someone's throat. However, I'm punching you in the dick because it's not good. Ah. Uh, uh, on a metallic scale, it's about a seven and a half, eight, because they're like, you know, fuck you. This is this is what we did. However, I probably will listen to this more than Blackened, which pisses me off. No, I think this is going in the shelf, and I'm doubt I'll listen to it again unless some Metallica fan comes over and wants to hear it. In which case, mm-hmm. okay, but I don't want. That's wanna... fair. If come, you enjoyed come... the vibe of this podcast, stay tuned because there's going to be a lot of this harumphing and guffawing and complaining and fetching and felling because we're oh. to, the motley crew is peaks and valleys and the peaks are mad high and i give respect and the valleys are abysmal Mariana's oh yeah trench level terrible. starting next week fetch is gonna happen 
Uh, we are going to make fetch happen because it's going to be that awful at times. But so let's real quick, because I only got a couple of minutes left before I have to get the hell out of my house. What do you think is on number three this year? Load and reload. <laughs> really? And they're going to go backwards. They're going to go backwards. They're going to okay. they, they started with black and just makes sense. It was the anniversary. That's what their vibe was all the last year and a half, plus the forty. I think I would love to shorty. get some. I would love to get some '80s stuff. I would love to get some like rando, you know, covers, alive covers with Cliff. Like they haven't really mm-hmm. done anything with Cliff yet for us this year. So like I'd like to get now. I would like I or would, last year. I right. I would. I didn't follow what they did last year. You're saying they didn't. I would love to get like some Ride the Lightning era Cliff live stuff, live Anesthesia pulling teeth, live Orion, live Call of Cthulhu. Agreed. 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 Um, yeah, I'm well, gonna say it. Next, the next Metallica subscription club number three, 2022. Lulu. Oh God, please don't. We're gonna get two. I am tracks. gonna punish you so bad if they give us a Lulu leftovers or something. And the other thing I'm gonna no, tell you no, is no, no, not leftovers. Something. There are four tracks from the Hall of Fame. That, no, that were recorded live in Europe. Oh God. We're going to get two. I'm going to say we're going to get two. I wouldn't mind getting the um, Hall of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for Lou and Metallica backed up Lou. That'd be pretty sweet. That would be damn cool because they played like Sweet Jane and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Heroin. And those would be, I'd like to hear those. Um, here's another wild card if they really want to punish us because Lars is that kind of dude. How about just rando Kirk and Rob doodles and jams throughout the years? If you were here, I would be <laughs> flicking you in the nose. Flick, no, okay, you flick no. too hard. Um, no. Okay, yeah. so that is all I have for this oh, week. Yeah. You got anything else that you need to say? Really? No. All right. I am going to thank everyone for listening. If you have made it this far, you are a king. You are awesome. You are better than St. Anger because, well, I mean, frankly, most of us are. It's a very low bar. But I appreciate <laughs> you being here. Hopefully you had a drink with us. Listen to some Metallica. If well, Hopefully... We made you want to listen to St. Anger and you realized better of it and you put on Ride the Lightning. With that being said, I am Nick Cameron, as always, joined by Keefe Chakas of Ghost Cult Mag. Check him out for brand new news. Check me out for vinyl porn. As we say, this is the Glacially Musical Podcast. It doesn't play in Peoria. But Metallica does. But Metallica does.